Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I am your host Ben, aka the Marvelous Ziggy. Joining me is the man who can't help but spill that tea, Justin. First of all, it's not tea, it is, uh... It looks cher- like tea from here. It's cherry cider, and secondly, I didn't spill it. I was realizing that it matches my shirt. Oh, okay. It looked like you, it looked like you had the reaction, like, oh shit, I just spilled some No, you spill it on See? your teeth. I was, I was okay. seeing the, the color is the same. It looks like it looks like sweet tea from from here when you look, no, you look it's, at it. No, it's it's homemade cherry cider, uh, like hard cider with some um, watermelon wine because it's not quite sweet enough. Mmm, it's got to add an extra little bit of sweetness. Yep. And speaking of extra sweetness, Tyler, Tyler, welcome <laughs> back, dog. Aw, I'm I'm the sweetest little cupcake you'll ever see. He's not little. He's like six foot four. Anyways. We really? are the I'm five foot three, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm trying to. I, I, I. You know what? Fuck it. Negativity all the way. The rest of this fucking show. I'm gonna break <laughs> both of you. All hey, right. Hey, it's not negativity. It's fact. Yeah, I want to say there's nothing negative about being short. No, but I'm making not you taller. I'm making the audience believe that you're a giant. Let well, the audience believe because well, we're not going to get into a. You're implying that it's negative to say the real height. No, I'm implying that he's taller than he actually is. That's not the same. Hey, I'm just saying, man, let's be proud. No. Anyways, we are, the Charge Shot Games. we are the Charge Shot Games cast. We uh, are a weekly video game podcast that loves to talk about the games we've been playing and the news we've been reading. So I'm going to put the timer on right now. 20 minutes, Justin, you're on the clock. Uh, I probably won't need it all this time. Um, okay. I have basically played two games. Uh, Skyward Sword and Metroid Other M. Um, I beat okay. Other M technically uh, over the weekend. <sighs> I really what had cost, to. Though? I know I really had to push through it. Um, as I said on Twitter, the cost was forty pages of notes, um, which actually wasn't all of it. I I went. I've gone back and added some thoughts uh, because I realized there was some massive chunk, chunks that I skipped over. Um, and actually, since like going back and doing like the quote unquote post game, I have even more to say. Um, but yeah, that game is rough. So I'm just going to go ahead and share some spoilers because it's a 10-year-old game that no one should play anyway. Um, right. Heard it here, like, folks. Like, like Sonic 06, YouTubers, stop playing it, please. I yeah. So any good grace the game earned from me was ruined by the end. Um, mm. there, there's a pretty okay part toward the end. Like, before you get the gravity suit, where... Well, I mean, technically you always have the gravity suit, but, you know, before Adam authorizes the use of the gravity... this game is so stupid. (laughs) Um, So, you go through this area that, like, suddenly gets all kind of wavy and, like, purplish, and you realize, like, uh, gravity flips. So, Samus is suddenly, like, on the ceiling, doing, like, some platforming through a kind of an upside-down section... Which is kind of neat. It's got, like, some Mario Galaxy vibes, and, like, the platforming feels kind of substantial there. Um, and then she flips back over, but, like, the uh, the gravity gets super heavy. So, like, you can't use your speed boost. You can barely jump. Um, pretty much the, your your navigation is tiny little hops and the grapple beam. Um, and again, it's, it's kind of cool. It's at least unique. Um, like, there's some creativity at work there. And then... 
you get through a long hallway span where the gravity goes back to normal. You, you know, dash into a room and you're just like in this big circular room with like kind of a, like a lit up globe in the middle, which looks like it's going to be some kind of substantial, like, you know, cutscene room or something. Mm-hmm. No, you can't even like scan, you know, quote unquote, first person scan the globe to see what it's for. Um, this is there. Yeah, it's, it's just atmosphere. And you make your way like kind of around the circular room up either like wall jumping or grappling beaming and um, up out to the door. And as you go for the door, uh, this thing at the top of the room like breaks from its restraints and falls down and it's Nightmare. Uh, like from Metroid Fusion. And yep. it's actually really cool. Like the boss fight itself is just okay. It's at least more unique than some of the others. But uh, because you don't have your, because you're not allowed to use your gravity suit yet, uh, he plays with the you know gravity in the room in kind of fun ways, and uh, you like you basically have to avoid him like sucking everything in, um, and try to like kind of ice his his center of gravity at the base or whatever. Uh, so eventually, you take him out. Again, it's not that hard. Basically, every fight in the game is is wiggling either direction to activate the dodge mechanic, and then it charges up your charge beam, and you shoot a shot. Like, it's it's nothing. Um, hashtag char- charge shot. But Nightmare goes down surprisingly easily after its face, like, breaks off, and it does this, like, creepy baby scream that gave me flashbacks to Resident Evil 8. And then, you know, falls oh, to the gee. ground. Does the ooze still come out, like, in Fusion? Yeah. Yeah, like, when its okay. face breaks off, like, the ooze drips down, and then it, it falls dead. Um, need some moisturizer. And then you leave, you go, again, down a bunch of just empty hallways for no reason, seemingly. Um, reach the cutscene. Uh, the one where Adam shoots Samus and then sacrifices himself to be the, the, the big bad hero with the, with the big hero dick and leaves Samus like wounded in her zero suit crying like a baby at Ridley. Like that whole thing. Like we finally get a cool boss fight and then they're like, nah, here's this bad, bad story stuff. And then basically Adam like blows himself up um, with very little warning and the whole sector is on like a countdown to destruction timer. So you have to run back through that same hallway you were just in. Except now there's space pirates in it. You have like a 30 second timer. And uh, the the cabin or whatever is depressurizing. Um, so like as you run, like sections of it close off and then fly off or whatever. And it's an arbitrary timer because like before it's even up, I think. Um, Samus is doing her running and gets flung out into space. And she's like, wait, I have a gravity suit. And just turns it on herself because you know Adam's dead; he can't authorize it. And I'm authorizing this bitch, right? And lands back in the ship and keeps running. Like after all of that stuff and like the nightmare fight and everything, now she's like, "Oh right, I can I can fix this. I don't have to fly off dead into space. I forgot." Um. So yeah, you get the gravity suit. Go back through that same section again. Except now you can, like, do it normal so you can get the, you know, the power-ups and stuff that were hidden there that you couldn't reach because you were too heavy. Again, it's fine. 
Um, and then it's basically the end of the game with like some weird stuff with like a artificial intelligence mother brain clone in like the body of a woman. And for some reason you run into the Metroid queen who's like technically kind of the final boss. Um, no explanation for why. Like, she should only really exist on SR388, but sure, I guess she's here. Um, and the, that fight's super annoying, because it's just like a swarm of Metroids attacking you. Um, so they... So it's a new crush. Yeah. So, like, you have to just kind of, you know, dodge away, charge beam, freeze them, and then shoot missiles to kill them. Just like you would in any other game. Except in Other M, you have to go into first person to use missiles, and they stay frozen for, like, three seconds. So when there's a lot of them, and you probably have, aren't able to freeze all of them at once anyway, and then you're trying to hit each one with missiles in, third, in first person, like, it would be a nightmare. Luckily, with my mod, I can shoot missiles in, first, in third person. Dang it. So it's not so bad, because I just freeze them and then shoot, shoot off a missile real quick. I don't have to, like, switch into first person or anything. But, like, I remember the Wiimote having some lag with that, like, turning the, the Wiimote from a side to front to go into first person and then finding your aiming reticle and locking on so that it registers you can shoot missiles because it only shoots them when you're locked on and it says, you know, this is a missile target. Like, there's no way that fight would have even been possible. Like, I, it's really bad. And it gets worse because... After you do all that, there's a pretty weak fight against the actual Metroid Queen, where you just have to, like, shoot some crystal things on her head. And then she freaks out and, like, absorbs you in ball form into her belly. Um, I believe this... I, I have not, like, beaten the original Metroid 2. I've only beaten uh, Samus Returns. And in Samus Returns... Like, you basically bomb her belly or whatever, and I think it's a power bomb, but you bomb her belly, and then she explodes from within or whatever. Um, I assume Metroid 2 established that also. But the point is, Probably. Other M came out before Samus Returns, so this is, like, the next version of the Metroid Queen we've gotten after Metroid 2. Uh, she's not in any other game. Um, so, anyway, she sucks you in. Uh, you basically have all of your powers except power bombs. Um... So, once you're in her belly, it just sucks through your life in, like, ten seconds, and then you die. That's, like, by the time you notice she's she's swallowed you, because it looks like a cutscene at first. Um, like, your UI is gone, except for, like, your health draining, but it's kind of, like, tucked up in the corner, and there's, like, a, you know, body covering the screen. Um, but the point is, it's hard to even tell that, like, it's gameplay at that point. Um... So, what you're supposed to do is use a power bomb. The only time you've been taught how to use them is in the very beginning tutorial when they tell you not to use them. At in like any, you know, like at no time is it okay to use power bombs. Basically, is is the way they say it. Um, and then you go the whole game not using them. And here. There's no screen that says they're authorized. There's no dialogue of like, man, maybe I should use power bombs. 
Or like, you know, maybe just make it a cutscene where she decides on her own to use it and then it auto uses it and the fight's over because you've already done the whole fight at this point. No. You're just supposed to figure out charge your bombs up, lay a power bomb, kill the Metroid Queen. Um hmm. so stupid. It's really bad. And then that's not even the finale, technically. Uh it basically goes into a super long cutscene. Like unskippable yeah, cutscene. Um with a bunch of mess about like what the the mother brain clone is doing and like the the ties to the Metroid Queen and all that stuff. And then you corner her with a bunch of the other Federation troops and she like randomly summons these bug creature things uh from seemingly nowhere <laughs> and they start attacking everyone in this small room and you're stuck in first person view. So like, you can't get out of it, you can't move, nothing. Um, these bugs will get all up on your, like, screen, just smash, kind of like the Metroid Queen, just slashing away at your health like crazy, uh, blocking everything from view. And you try to just take them out, and, like, because you're stuck in first person, you can't concentrate or anything to get your missiles and life back. And, like, I unloaded everything into one of these guys and you didn't die so clearly you're not supposed to kill them all because i couldn't even kill one uh they like if you get them hurt so much they like drop into kind of a dome form and just heal themselves back up and then start attacking you again (sighs) what you're supposed to do in this finale of the game is aim your first person reticle at the mother brain clone this tiny little girl in the background and once your reticle, like, hits just the right spot on her, it immediately goes to a cutscene. So, like, you don't even get the satisfaction of shooting or anything. Uh, it just cutscenes, and then I think actually one of the Federation troopers gets the final shot instead. Wow. Yeah. It's really bad. Uh, and then there's a bunch more, like, you know, just kind of epilogue cutscene stuff. Um, the Federation kind of seem evil. Like, already we kind of know that they're probably going to be evil because of the twists in metroid fusion um and then you get credits with no completion percentage or like see you next mission or anything like that um it just has some voiceover with samus basically saying like you know we figured everything out uh they're going to decommission the bottle ship in a few days and then she lands back on it for like i guess just a chance to reminisce before it gets blown up. I don't know. For some reason she goes back. And at this point, all of the collectibles are highlighted on your map and you basically have free roam to go pick up everything you missed or weren't even able to get to because of all the locked doors along the way. Um, And you also have full use of power bombs, which supposedly one would have been enough to take out the whole ship. And now you can use them freely. Uh, so I'm not sure what changed, <laughs> but Adam was just being a dick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like, this is when it finally kind of becomes a Metroid game because you can just, you know, re-explore all the areas, collect things in whatever order you want, except the map is still super boring and linear. So you're pretty much just funneling through like a, like a preset path of like just item collection that takes you essentially through each uh, each area, back up the elevator, down to the next area, all the way through it, 
back up the other. So like nothing really connects to each other still. Um, it's not like you have like, you know, a bunch of screw attack blocks that you can get through now to easily navigate. It's still just a really boring grind to pick up all these items that you seemingly have, you know, no use for now that you've quote unquote beaten the game. Um, but as I think I mentioned last week, there is a uh, kind of post game boss uh, that I actually didn't fight yet, which is why I said technically I beat the game. Um, I got caught up getting all the items because like I said, it takes forever. Uh, but the one thing I wanted to mention here before I concede my time, well, I'll briefly talk about Skyward Sword, but um, is like I said, you have power bomb access. So now all those dome looking doors that teased you the whole game, which again, why do they have doors with power bomb locks? If a power bomb would destroy the ship, the doors are just going, nah, 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 nah. right. Um, so you go to these, these doors, use a power bomb and basically one of those like dumb beetle thing, like enemy things drops off the door and starts attacking you. And now you can kill them, but these fights are not fun. They treat them like boss fights where like, it's either you just, you know, dodge a few times and use a few charge shots to kill it. Or it basically loops you into like a, um, like an invisibility frames, uh, damage loop where you just die because you don't get a chance to get back up <laughs> uh, before it attacks you again. And there's really no in between. Like if you get lucky, you'll, you know, you'll be able to keep your distance, get some shots off and he's not that hard. But if he just hits you like once or twice and you're not like, you know, on it, you're, you'll get stuck and he'll just keep teleporting around, knocking you back down before you can get up. Like, you might as well just give up at that point. Um, and there's not a lot of power bomb doors, but they're just in dumb places. And most of the time, all that's behind them is a little alcove with a missile expansion or something in it. So it's not like they, you know, connect the areas better to help you navigate or anything. They're just power up rooms. So you literally have to explore like every inch of these areas again, even when you know exactly where the item is. Because you just have to get through all the other rooms along the way. Which kind of makes it feel like there's not much incentive to even backtrack at all during the game. What little bit you can. Um, and, you know, pick things up as you go. Because you're just going to have to go back through those places in the end to get the other things you were never able to get before. Uh, whereas usually, like, you have enough things that it's easier to get around the areas when you're, you know, doing the end game cleanup or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a mess all over. Um, and I guess I'll finish it up and then fight Fantoon. Cause I've heard that's a pretty cool fight. And I've never seen it. Um, Fantoon. but I, I really don't want to. <laughs> Fun. You got to do it. You've come this far. Dog. I know this now, far. at this point, like it's sad, but this is going to be the first Metroid game. I 100% because it's just, it's really almost not secondary. Super, the not super no, the easiest. No, super, super is a hard one to hundred percent because there's a lot of like the way the map works. It doesn't always like lay out where the 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 uh, items are on screen, and right. if there's multiple items in a square, right? You don't That's know. Use a use a guide, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I've never honestly, I've never felt the need to use a guide for that game. Like, I I don't. 
I, I think if I 100 complete it, I'll feel like there's nothing else to find. So I won't play it anymore. Like, See, I'm not a speedrunner or anything. So, like, every time I play, I, like, I, I get a better percentage because I already know where the other stuff is and I find new stuff. I guess. But, I mean, like, you already find this stuff over and over again that you already know. So what would be the difference other than... Getting a higher percentage each time. Like, finding new areas that I didn't know about the last time I played. I guess. To me, it's just playing the game again because the game itself is fun. Not necessarily mm. finding more areas to explore. It's just, like, the core mechanics of it are fun. I don't know. I kind of want a uh, 100% zero mission, even though, like, that game is a nightmare to 100% because of some of the ridiculous speedball puzzles in there. But, um... Fusion's a nightmare to, to 100%. Well, yeah, that, the, that's Because of the, 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 the fucking speed tricks you got, the... the what is the lightning thing she does? The, the shine hype, spark, shine spark shit. Yeah, that, that's the same yeah. thing I'm talking about. There's a lot of those in Zero Mission, also. I got a few of them, but they get ridiculous. Um, anyway, in oh, in Zero Mission, if you 100% the game, uh, the final Ridley fight is way harder. Apparently, so like yeah, there's yeah, actually yeah. incentive, like to 100% and then beat him. To see, like, the difference in the fight. Because he's super easy if you don't have... Like, if you have 99%, he's super easy. If you have 100%, pfft. Like, that's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, this... I mean, I've just never felt the need to, like, follow a guide and get every single thing. Because I don't want the surprises spoiled for me when I play again. But this one, like, it lays everything out for you. Pretty obviously. Um, so aside from just, like, being bored, like, I'm, it's not hard to get 100%. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. And then briefly, uh, Skyward Sword, I just finished the uh, desert, the Lenaru mining facility uh, dungeon, <laughs> and went back up to Skyloft to... Um, uh, I need to get the, the windmill piece. Um in order yeah, to do to, whatever to, the next thing is. Open up of the Isle of Storms and get the start the second, basically the next half of the game. Yeah, that. Uh, I've been trying to kind of do like the side quest stuff as I go because I keep maxing out my rupees. So I want to get all the um, the happiness crystals I can, like, you know, as early as possible to um, to get those wallet upgrades. Just go buy so, something at Beetle's Air Shop. You'll get rid of those rupees fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I do that, and then like just in the in the desert, I maxed out like my eleven hundred rupees, uh, like midway through the dungeon. So I just I have more capa- or I don't have enough capacity compared to how much rupees I'm getting. Um, and I always hate when they go wasted. Like I don't I don't want to pick something up when I'm full. It makes me sad. You get a silver rupee and in your wallet's full. Like God damn it! Right, that makes me really mad. Um, plus I kind of like the side quests they're they're charming I just did the little um, the toilet paper hand one um, see I did that one t- so you gave did you gave the hand the, the paper or did you do the other way no I yeah I, I gave the hand the love letter yeah see that's that's the better option it is I, I did the other option which okay so here's the quest you ha you uh one of Gruce's cronies is like oh I love this girl you know I you know love sick whatever we've all been there mm-hmm. and he, and uh, but first I think first you have to go by the bathroom at night and yeah. like oh give me paper you know call back to Majora's Mask and shit like that mm-hmm. and so then the next when you wake up the next day 
um, then uh, he'll be like, oh, I got, I got a letter. Can you deliver it to her? And you have the choice. Do you give her the letter and let her find out that, hey, this guy really likes you? Or do you, you know, throw away his love letter saying, fuck you? I and my favorite he- part is about the, sorry, is, uh, like, while you're talking to him about the letter, like, Link kind of looks back at the bathroom nearby. And the guy's yeah, like, hey, yes. hey, hey, why are you, Over here. What are, you are, are you thinking about, like, using, some someone in the bathroom needs paper? And you're going to use my, le- like, no, you can't use my love letter for toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, I love that, like, that side like, eye, like, hmm? Yeah. He's, I see, he says <laughs> something like, uh... The, the try everything you can to not give this paper to the hand in the toilet. Like right. that is the one thing I ask of you is don't do that. <laughs> Which honestly, doing that is saving him. So you give her the yeah, letter, and she's like, hmm. And then she's and and if you talk to her, if you go by her, she'll, she's constantly talking about this other guy, Pippet, who's kind of like the, like the the elder Scotsman of the of the of the school, and so like. They, he he clearly she clearly likes her he could uh she likes him he likes her that sort of thing and so she's like well maybe i don't i i like him after all and so like he so like i wonder what pippet thinks so you have to go up to pippet basically talk to him kind of coheres him into thinking and basically admitting that well i do like her so you come down they come together and basically uh, I think Colin is not i think Colin yeah, is his name Colin. he he gets humiliated like, like, like I'm just like, God damn it! I kind of wish I gave your love letter away because, like, yeah, you know. Again, I mean, the other option, the like, he gets haunted, but he gets right. haunted by love. So, right, exactly. That's the better option. <laughs> yeah, That's, it's like it's like um, it's like the worst she can say is no, and then she says ew, um, which basically happened, and she and she found love in another dude right in front of you while rejecting your letter, like yeah. That's a fate worse than death. Plus, I mean, you know, get getting loved by someone else's hand is. But, uh, anyway, hey, um, you know what? <laughs> if um, what was the in Ghostbusters? Um, fuck, what was the who was the actor who had that scene that get the blowjob from that from the ghost? Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. If Dan Aykroyd proved you can have love from a ghost, then it'll work for this kid. Right, It'll'll probably better. Um, did you? I think it's Pippet. Did you clean uh, like Pippin's yeah. mom's house? Yeah, it's the first question. One of the one of the first or second questions you do, and like, of course I did. Well, I mean, you have to have the the blower first. Um, right, 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 yeah. That's like well, that's like, like that's like because you don't unlock it till after Elden Volcano, and that's when the yeah. kid goes missing. So like, that's one of the first. Yeah, of course I did it. Fair uh, enough. I love is well, that if you go to the house at night. That's you what can I was hear say. them art. Yeah, you can hear them arguing about like you stop spending, mo- mom. Stop spending the fucking money like that. I can't. I have to go to school. And you come back, the house is immediately all covered yep. in dust. But you can't. And you can do it again. again for more money. Can you? It wouldn't let. Yeah. Me, okay. Maybe that's like you don't it. get it more crystals, but you keep getting red rupees. Mm. Easy way to. Um, yeah, just fucking get throws money at you like crazy. Yeah, I know. That's why I need a big wallet. But yeah, I just I like those little moments because like the quests aren't anything substantial. Like it's not Majora's Mask or anything. Um, a lot of them boil down to talking to someone at night, then talking to them during the day, then talking to them at night again. Like, but it's the it's the little touches of like the way it all kind of interacts um, is nice. Because like yeah. I even knew about that conversation with with him and his mom, um, but I like walked by their house doing something else and it like stopped and did that dialogue. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> it just kind of makes you feel like, involved. 
Yeah, exactly. That's one of the like I'm when I played the first game, I never did. I did some of the gratitude quests, but it, like when I did an, when I did the let's play for it years ago, I looked up a guy like, oh, okay, and it like mm-hmm. it feels much more organic. And I wish I would have discovered that stuff on my own. Like, um, and I didn't really know about the whole day night cycle, but yeah, it's it's side quests are they're not as fulfilling as some other Zelda games, but they have a charm to them that like some of the ones don't. Yeah, it's also really funny to like you know know where you need to go for a quest and then like go into that person's house and sleep in their bed. And oh, then wake up at funny. night and talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, they don't say anything. And it's just like, no. yeah, I power moved you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they here. just seem surprised that you're in their house suddenly. Like, I, I just, dude, I, just I was sleeping Link, there for eight hours. <laughs> it's like Link just comes, Link just comes, like, it's just a thing that Link does. Yeah. It's just like, because he's, he's, he's a notorious sleeper. Like, oh, hi, Link. Didn't see you there, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I'm still enjoying the game. Um, I'm getting used to the, the button controls. Something still bother me, but it's it's substantially better than playing it on the Wii. I will say that. Okay, Tyler, what have you been up to? Uh, what have you been playing this week, buddy? Um, I know for a fact that Ben's going to bring this up again, but uh, I got around to playing Streets of Rage 4's uh, uh, Nightmare DLC, mm. uh, the Mister X Nightmare, rather. I've been having way too much fun playing this over and over for the past week, and I feel like I'm getting better at performing combos in this game compared to the playthrough last year. I found my best character is still Axel, and his new uh, you can move is easier to apply than the multi-hit combo for me. I also gave uh, the other characters a shot, particularly Blaze and Cherry. The latter is ridiculous for racking up hits with her dash attack. Like, I did a whole playthrough uh, uh, with just Cherry, and... Uh, I've been racking up uh, the combo number up like crazy. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Oh. The Mr. X Nightmare is pretty much Streets of Rage meets Hades, as it throws random gauntlets of enemies at you with random buffs for your character at the end of each stage, until you inevitably die. Uh, but if you get far enough, you unlock uh, new, uh, new moves for the characters. Uh, I believe you also unlock uh, new costumes and... Uh, enemies for uh, the training mode, which was also added for the DLC as well. And uh, I haven't really gotten around to doing the training mode. I've just been getting my jollies playing survival and uh, the story mode. Uh, so yeah, that's it for uh, Streets of Rage. I uh, also got a hold of the pixel remaster of Final Fantasy 1 mm-hmm. after uh, listening to the new soundtrack uh, uh, off of Twitter. And uh, yeah, that, that remaster soundtrack is pretty godly uh it's been a while since i played uh one via origins on ps1 so i was curious how this new version compared uh, so i started the game my party consists of the warrior black belt white mage and black mage because i am a basic bitch hey nothing wrong with that There's... that's true did you get it on steam that's true so yeah, there's there's a bunch of quality of life uh, changes that makes the game much more bearable to play through. Probably a holdover from the PSP version, but I haven't really played that one to know all the minute differences. The one thing I did find that they changed here, there's no Peninsula of Power in this version. Oh. Uh, for those of you that don't know, there's a point in the world map in Final Fantasy 1 you can access pretty early on that spawns monsters that you don't normally fight until way later. And if you be- and if you beat them, it nets you a shitload of experience and gill, making the rest of the game much easier to get through. It's a classic development oversight that survived since the NES original. So if you want to grind in the Peninsula of Power, you can't do it in the Pixel Remaster. 
But grinding in uh, in this version isn't really an issue since I notice you level up way faster than the NES or Origins games. Again, probably a tweak from the PSP port. Can't really say for sure. Playing through the original Final Fantasy is pretty fun, though. I always have a good time uh, planning attacks during battles. You know, uh, do I use fire on this guy? Do I attack this guy? Uh, I won't have to worry about uh, missed attacks, uh, because that's a thing that they fixed ever since uh, the NES original. So, yeah. I... Sorry, I think that um, a lot of the changes in this one are based on the Game Boy Advance port, um, like Dawn of Souls or whatever, the 1 and 2. Okay. They just took out like the extra dungeons and stuff that were at the end. But one thing yeah. I like that they brought back in the first, I think, first three games is the magic point system. Um, Ooh, uh, that's the thing I was going to bring up next. Oh, okay. I am not a fan of the spell charges in this game. They have this way. Wait, wait, hold on. They... In, so, you have spell charges in the Pixel Remaster? It's yes. like the original. Uh, you do, yeah, you Why? don't have a Why? like in the original games. The PSP version uh, has the like magic points, which makes it much... That's so dumb. That's see, so yeah, dumb. Yeah, and I remember the PS1 version also having MP as well. Uh, oh my god. So, yeah. See, I like it because it like Final Fantasy was originally kind of based on D&D. Which is where that system came from, because you have spell slots yeah. in D&D. So I like that element, um, because you have to think more about your magic and stuff. It kind of sucks with things like, you know, Cure, um, because like you're limited on your healing spells and whatnot. But yeah. I like it as a concept, especially like just kind of, you know, going back to the beginning of RPGs. Like, it's neat that they based that system off of really the only other reference, which was Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I don't think it's yeah. neat. I think it's dumb. It's such a dumb d- d- change to re- basically revert back. That's like in Mega Man 9 and 10, they took away the slide because they wanted to feel like Mega Man 2. Another dumb decision. That um, was dumb. Oh, yeah. But so this like, is like, the whole point is to remaster the originals, not the later ports. So they did some if, of those quality if, of life changes and stuff, but, but if 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 Tyler says correctly, leveling up is a lot faster. You didn't level up super crazy in that first one. Why not have that quality of life of having magic points in there? Because I play, I've played the PSP version of Final Fantasy One. It was still pretty difficult. You like, I had to grind a little bit, but it's, it's just much more manageable. I think it's, it's because those versions already exist. They want one that has you the same quality. You can't buy of... Final Fantasy 1 PSP anymore yet, unless you're going <laughs> to spend money for for a PSP. Like, you say it is, but it, in reality, it's not. You have to go out and f- find it. It's not like you can go to a Walmart, I want Final Fantasy 1 PSP, and of course the PSP stores are down. I don't even know if it was available digitally, to be honest. Fair. But the point is, it's the nostalgia. Like, bringing it back to the original releases... Okay. And function while having some of those modern conveniences so it's not just brutally difficult. But, like, that still makes it more difficult than those other versions were because you have to be more careful with your magic and stuff. So, I mean, I get it. And maybe it'd be nice if it was a toggle, but I think you'd have to completely rebalance the game to do MP over spell charges because it fundamentally changes the way combat works. So, yeah. Point is, not a fan of the spell charges. Uh... But another dumb thing that uh, they kind of changed is that there's still ethers in this game, even though they pretty much, uh, there's no MP in this game, so what's the fucking point? Like, have one or the other at the very least. Don't they just refill uh, spell charges? 
Yeah, uh, ethers suck in this game because normally uh, if uh, if you use an ether in any other Final Fantasy game, it replenishes like a set amount of MP, like I think like uh, ten or fifty or something like that. In this one, if you use one ether, it replenishes one spell charge for each level. That's annoying. And if if you invest in a whole bunch of them. Um, you're only going to be uh, replenishing one apiece. And they're pretty expensive early on, like 500 gil per ether, I think. They used to be way more expensive. And, uh, like in the original? Yeah, I believe it. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Just saying. So, if you're in a particularly long dungeon and your white mage runs out of level 1 spell charges, they can't use cure to heal you anymore, and you're stuck either pumping your deeds full of potions or getting your ass kicked by random monster encounters... Another annoying occurrence is Rusting in the Inn only heals HP and spell charges. It does not cure ailments like Poison or Stone, and it doesn't bring back KO'd party members either. You gotta invest in items to cure status inflictions and Phoenix Downs to bring back your guys to a whopping one health point. Yeah, just one. And there's also these uh, churches uh, in the towns that uh, also bring back uh, KO'd party members, but it's it's about as expensive as getting a Phoenix Down, so... I don't even bother. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Yeah, you you pretty much learned this by foolishly stumbling into the Marsh Cave, one of the first dungeons in the game. I actually had to back out on my first attempt after running out of antidotes because almost every enemy in the cave poisons you. So, I had to grind outside a nearby town to afford a bunch of antidotes and high potions just in case the White Mage bites the dust. I also got a few ethers to replenish my Black Mage's spell charges, since multiple enemies can appear en masse, and the green slimes can resist physical hits. But, as I stated before, one ether replenishes one spell charge per level, which sucks since they're really expensive early on. Final Fantasy 1 is really obtuse when it comes to where you're supposed to go at points, <laughs> but I did manage to get far enough to defeat the Lich and purify the Earth Lich Crystal at least. Just talk to everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. It's that old school. Yeah. Yeah. They'll tell you where to go, and the map is structured. I know they didn't change the map. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's structured in a way you're going to find your way. It's not like later Final Fantasy. Even like Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6, like, you know, the next generation of them still have that kind of obtuse, like, not so much cutscenes that make everything blatant. It's just you talk to people. They say, hey, I bet this person can give you access. And then you talk to them, and they're like, oh yeah, cool, go ahead. And the, the way opens. Yeah, when I talk to the townspeople, I don't find uh, most of uh, the quote-unquote hints that they give me uh, particularly helpful. Like, there's at least one NPC in every town that's like, hey, you should do this thing, or this character can do this thing, or whatever. But most of them are just like, ah, oh, uh, there's a vampire attacking the city, uh... You, you should probably go beat him up or something. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, sure, whatever. And sometimes they'll give you, like, a keyword or something that you can't progress without. Yeah, uh, but that's, like, a big thing in Final Fantasy 2, right? The keyword system? Yeah. Yeah, get ready for 2 if you're going to keep going. Or, or oh, don't play 2. You don't have nobody. You don't have to play 2. You don't have to be <laughs> Justin playing not good video games for a video. You can just hey. not play 2. Hey, I know two. I own, I own Final Fantasy two right on the shelf, so don't even say anything. Two is an experience. I don't suggest beating it, but I suggest experiencing it. 
experience these nuts. Oh, and yes. Experience the first uh, minute of getting your ass kicked. Okay, sure. Just, I'll do just that. Just play a better Final Fantasy. Um, I will. I'm, ex- so, yeah, I'm excited uh, for five. The out of too. all these. Yeah. I'm going to give six a shot when that drops. Yes. Four, not so much. Right. Unless they add the... Um, like the like the the actual good stuff from the, from the uh, updated versions of four and not the original SNES four, then four is going to be a hard pass. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, curious. Four for me, I already have the 3D remake on Steam, so that's the version I'm going to focus. Yeah, yeah, on. it's so. quite a bit different though. Like I'm realizing playing the yeah. PSP version that there was a lot of differences on the DS version. Yeah, from what I understand, the DS version is uh, way harder, yep. and they change stuff around just to fuck a veteran. Yeah, they change battle mechanics. So, like, if you knew, if you mm-hmm. played the game back in the day, and you tried this, ain't gonna work. Ain't gonna work, Sonny boy. Um, and they have some new abilities good and thing stuff I didn't too. Play, um, it's a good thing I didn't play four all the way through. Those, so I guess, I'm good on that front. Yeah, those abilities were just in the Japanese originally. So they just took them out for the American release. Oh, okay. So, like, so not in the PSP yeah. version. What the abilities yeah, like? We're little piss babies. No, there's like, what are they called? I'm talking about. There's like different commands and stuff you can do in the DS. Yeah, version. like pray and stuff like that. That's in the PSP version. No, no. They're... What are you talking about then? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look it up and let you. Yeah, I feel like the PSP version added a whole bunch of stuff. Added a whole new dungeon to get yeah, ultimate weapons for everybody. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah, that was it for Final Fantasy 1 for me. The only other game I played this week, um, I've been playing a bit of Tekken 7 because uh, our gracious host Ben was streaming it yesterday. I'm not gracious. At the time of this recording anyway. Um, I'll let him get in all of that on his turn since my matches were solely against him and random computers. But yeah, I always have a good time when I boot that game up. So that's it for me. Okay. Uh, so I have been playing a lot more Chris Tales, um, and... Okay, can I, mean, I interrupt ahead, real quick? What is it? What is it? Uh, I found what, what I was, what I was looking for. What is so, the phrase? No, it's not a phrase. It's, I'm just gonna read from the wiki if Weasley will leave me alone. Um... He's not gonna leave you alone. No, he probably won't. So, there is, I guess there's, it is a phrase. There's a new ability system called the Augment System. Uh, the system allows for certain character-only abilities to be transferred to other characters who do not have them in the original or previous re-releases. Up to three abilities can be transferred to temporary party members. When leaving the party, temporary characters will yield abilities of their own, the number of which is dependent on how many abilities they were given. There are also other abilities, some scattered around the world and some that become available after certain story events. This new system entails another new feature. Command... No, never mind. I don't care about that. Uh, the augment system was revised to replace the system in Final Fantasy IV Advance, where the characters that were temporary in the original version became playable again at a certain point, as the, vel- the developers felt that this system changed the game too much. Okay. Maybe I don't fuck with that, but... Okay. That yeah, doesn't I specifically remember that from the DS version, because it's, it's not there. Yeah, that doesn't have to come back. That just seems overcomplicated for no reason. Oh, from the PSP version, I'd rather. It kind okay. of is. So, uh, I've been playing more Crystals, and... I love this game. This is the game I wanted Bravely Default to be, uh, in every sense of the word. Um, I think it's pretty famous how I was expressed disappointment with that game and my frustration with it. And granted, Chris Tell's, uh performance-wise has got better. I think they did a patch for at least Xbox users recently. Uh, apparently, like there's like some there was some uh, VC, um, uh, some screen sharing issues, which I've never saw in a yep. console game before. Uh, but they fixed that they with an update and it's it's running a lot better now and 
I just like playing it. It's like it's simple. I don't have to worry about like I don't know. Maybe maybe that maybe I'm just burned out on the job system from those games. But it's just nice to just have three characters. I don't know if I'm gonna get any more, but uh, I just entered the second area of of it. The combat's still the same. I if I do have a criticism of it, I don't think it fully takes advantage of the time mechanics. Like they're fine. They don't like they're cool. But I think that high that I had when I'm talking about it last time. Uh, at least so far, I haven't found any new uses for them. So I'm hoping the more I play the game, the more it becomes more than just, hey, to get around areas and like more unique battle situations. But even if it doesn't, it's a cool, serviceable um, way to fight or and stuff like that. Uh, and like I thought I grinded it a bit too much because I fought this uh, general guy in the second area. Um and I took him out with, like, no problem. No characters died at all. Um, and earlier today, I fought, I guess, like, a midway boss in, underneath the museum. And uh, it's, like, this bird that's, like, on fire. So, like, I couldn't... It's You can't poison. You can't do anything else. So I pretty much just spammed the water attack and did double damage every single time it landed. So I got crit damage. It just It's just immune to everything. So you couldn't soak it to do more electrical damage or, like, have it... It doesn't have armor, so you don't worry about rust. Uh... That being said, I still enjoy this game. Like it's, I I, I really like the writing, I really like the voice casting. I want to see. I'm I'm hooked by the story. I want to see how it goes because the main character Chris Bell and like what's her fate in all this and the the Time Empress might be her mother. Like what does that have to do with this? Um, I like that she's gradually unlocking her powers. Oh, and you get a like a Statue of Liberty sidekick named Pauline who like uh, helps you go from one point across the ocean to your next destination which is pretty cool um and she's she's bubbly like if there's one thing i can say about this that i i can definitely account against bravely default or bravely second uh bravely default 2 is that like i like this team i, I like these characters working together uh because you have chris christopher chris bell and wilhelm um and it seems like after like uh, Chris, uh, Christopher and Wilhelm are constantly at each other's throats, like two brothers who just won't stop fighting, and it's never not funny. Um, like, would you just shut up, you idiot? Pretty much every single time, and it's always funny. Um, and I think they're all unique uh, and and, fu- and fun, to, just fun to be around. Chris Bell's kind of a little dry, uh, but to me, I just put her in that Sailor Moon category where she just wants everybody to be okay. She doesn't want to see anybody get hurt. Um, and I thought money was going to be a problem. Hell no. Money is far from a problem. Like, I just kept fighting random enemies and, like, I had more than enough to get equipment and to upgrade my weapons. All my weapons are at least level 3 or level 4 by now. So, like, yeah. Like, this, this, after, again, rough start. Granted, that's a hard, that's a big hurdle to overcome, but I'm glad I overcame it because it's giving me that classic JRPG action that, that I wanted, um, from, from a game earlier. Only thing is, I wish I had this on Switch, and that's not the Xbox's fault. I didn't pay for it. Thanks, it's on there thanks to Game Pass, um, and I'll, and I'll probably end up buying it for Switch at some point when it's like twenty bucks or something. It's a really good game, uh, and I really like the fact that the game you pretty much have to master double attacks and deflecting and parrying attacks. Otherwise, you're gonna get wasted, and I like that. It makes me have to pay attention to fights because you guys know as I do. Sometimes with these classic RPGs, you kind of just turn your brain off, mash X, or do whatever. You have your set still. Here, you can't really, do, yep. you can't really do that. Um, one thing I unlock though that's pretty cool. Uh, you have a gauge that unlocks about after the first area called synchro attacks, 
and pretty much you're basically combining the abilities um, of one character and another to basically do massive damage or inflict huge status effects. It's really cool. The pro- and the good thing is, it's one of those things where like it's a meter, so uh, you don't have to use it in a fight. So if it builds up in that fight, you don't have to use it. Then you can just save it for like the boss or whatever. Uh, it's really cool in that respect. So I'm. I'm really happy with how it's turned out so far, uh, and right now I'm just about. And I really like the music; it's very atmospheric. Of course, I already t- I've already talked about how amazing visually this game is, but musically wise, it's so it's so pretty. It's so, it's like a, com- a good combination of atmospheric, but with like tunes I can get behind. It's it's a very lovely, pretty game that's hitting all my notes. And in a year where there's like a glutton, like a glutton of RPGs that are coming out, um, you know, I'm glad this one is hitting a, a niche that I wanted, I, I needed to be hit um, versus playing something I already know. It's nice to play something new. And even though it's not living, it's not fully living up to my expectations in terms of what I wanted from its time mechanics, it's doing enough for me to want to keep playing uh, at, the, at this point. It's challenging enough. Um, I guess neither of y'all have checked out that new World is Not Enough game. Uh, the World Ends With You? Yes. No, I have not. I'm gonna. No, I, I, I want to beat the first one before I do that. So I have the first one on Switch. I don't even realize what it said at first. Um, I have the first one on Switch. I didn't get it because I'm like I'm already playing Chris. Tales. That should be the episode title. The world is not enough. It's really um, not. I have the first one, and I'll probably wait for the second one to go on sale at some point and, and try it because the second one I I love it. It looks so stylish and and fun and amazing and fast and kinetic and it looks insanely fun. Uh, I just want to beat the first one first, and then go to the second one. I know they're not connected. I know that, but yeah, they are. I'd rather, okay, well, never mind. Then I am right in my mind to to beat the first <laughs> one. Um, so there you go. I just have to get through its weird control scheme of, of touch <laughs> cats. Um, so I have played more Skyward Sword, and I've made it to the point of going to the. Uh, I I basically did. Um, I now have the level one mass. Uh, Master Sword of where it, it, you're doing the fire, you, you get basically getting the the flames to prove that you're worthy um, to wield the sword. Uh, I really like the the Goddess Sword is such an underrated sword, and especially when it gets and especially when it gets elongated the first time, then it looks like a really cool sword. Maybe it's just the baby blue hilt it looks really nice. I still really like this. Like I like Skyward Sword a lot when it first came out. I didn't like it as much on my second playthrough because I noticed more of the cracks. On my Let's Play, on when I played it for the Wii, on the Wii version, but this is the definitive way to play the game, and I eighty percent of it has been in handheld mode, and I think that's like it's a little it, it's a little tough to remember like and I, and right now I pretty much have it done the signs okay held R and I move if I need to move the camera, um, so it's not that big of a deal for me, um, like it's it's just visually fun to play. Like it's having playing having played Breath of the Wild, you know, not recently, but like that was the game that dominated everybody's consciousness for the better part of like a year and a half, two years. Going back to a traditional Zelda game, albeit not as explorative as say other games, but it's still nice to play something with some cool set pieces. Like, I'm sorry, that whole revisit to the sand ruin in in Lanario De- Desert is so cool with the factory that. Is on minecarts, and then you got the, the the open sea thing. I will admit, though, I'm not a fan of the whole padding shit where you have to go through the first dungeon to get <laughs> you know to get that, or the fact I'm just going I'm going to Elden Volcano, and you have to douse the flames, so you have to get a base, and so you have to go back 
to uh 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 Fagorn Fangorn Forest, it's Lord of the Rings, Farron Forest, and get the basin for the wild. I'm like, I'm not a fan of that. That part sucks. Game wise, that sucks, and I I that hurts the game for me. Backtracking, but like, yeah. and not even good backtracking. It's like I was just here. Like, come on, I wasn't here that long ago. But uh, and I feel like the Lunaru um desert scene, I. Th- like, it kind of overstated its welcome. Did I really need to do the minecart shit, finding the seed chart, and then finding the ship? Uh, it didn't... I mean, it maybe To me, I, I looked at it this way. Like, it should... That whole seed's just one big dungeon. Instead of seeing the ship as the dungeon, the whole sea is the dungeon that you explore with the, the minecarts, the... Like, all that. I never thought of it that way until, <laughs> until I played it again this time. Um, well, I guess one big development thing they wanted to do with this game was for the ex- like overworld exploration to feel like a dungeon just as much as the dungeons do. Yeah, you can definitely tell that. Um, and I still don't like the Silent Realm stuff because it's just more anxiety-inducing just because mm-hmm. when you run, like, you have to time it specifically to where, like, okay, you're the last one, you're closest to the exit. Um, and there are points where, like, I... I get one and I'm and I accidentally hit that red water shit and then they wake up and like I had it happen to me twice like I'm about to I'm about to cross the finish line I get hit with one of the axes so I have to do the whole thing all over again granted it's not a long process to do there you know especially when you know where they're at and Fee actually tells you where they're on on your map afterwards uh, if you fail it too many times which I think I think it's like two Um, so in that retrospect it's 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 a good game Uh, it's a good section to go through. Uh, it's not as terrible as I remember. I know I still have Skylofts to do. That's like the last one in that awful final dungeon. They call a f- mishmash of a dungeon. God, it's such a... St- I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember liking that part. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, I like it. I like the concept. The execution's not great, but... So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. There was a, uh, um, a video from one of my favorite content creators, uh, Narrow, about the new Skyward Sword remaster. Yeah. And the the way he does a lot of, like, when he does a review, he basically compares it to emulating the game, like, you know, at comparable settings and everything. Um, and, like, what you can do through emulation versus what Nintendo was able to do. Uh, and he basically said that, like, even emulating the game, like, it looks comparable. They did a few better things, like actual text, like new textures and things like that with the HD version Whereas, you know, Dolphin is just outputting at 1080p. Um, But the main difference is, like, emulating the Wii Remote and trying to get that all into buttons-only mode is way worse than, like, the way that, you know, the HD version was able to emulate it. And I always, I just find that really interesting because I do a lot of, you know, the modded emulation and stuff of old games um actually i had skyward sword set up and i just didn't really like the button controls on it um so the fact that you know he went through all of that stuff and basically said like skyward sword as a game is still flawed but this is the best version of that flawed game and there's no reason to go back to the original or to emulate it when this exists and to me like that's that's the selling point is like they're not gonna you know quote unquote fix the game they're just taking what was already there and making it more functional on, you know, a modern console. Right. And, and that's great. They, before, they nailed it. As I said before, if you didn't like Skyward Sword before, this isn't really going to change your mind. But if you right. mildly enjoyed it or loved it, this is just going to be, like, the best version of it. Um, so, yeah. 
they made the button on the controls work for the most part, and I think that's all that matters. The last thing mm-hmm. I'll talk about before we move on is Tyler and I, and Thomas for a bit before he got the co- he started feeling COVID uh, vaccine uh, effects. Is we mm-hmm. played a lot of Tekken Seven on Sunday, um, and this is the first time I've played a Tekken game since 1999, so it's a long <laughs> time. Uh, I'm not really a Tekken guy. Uh, I like watching Tekken. And I know about Tekken lore through people. Never really. You know, I've always been a 2D Street Fighter guy. You know, that's, that was my game. And um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of flipped around the roster a little bit. Uh, played a little bit of Asuka, Paul, Panda, kind of showing things off. But I think, uh, like, right when Tom, a little after Thomas left, I was like, I think I told Tyler this before, like, I want to play Zhao Yu. And Zhao Yu, uh, who's been in there since Tekken 3, I believe. Uh, she is, uh, I, I've been told, according to Tyler, she is the more, a more technical character. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And I don't know why, like, uh, leave it up to Ben to play as the Chinese girl for, in another franchise. Okay, good. Um, and so, like, I really like her. Like, I like her movements. She, she has stances, as I learned today. And according to Tyler, I was picking shit up, like, pretty, pretty quickly. Like, I didn't, it, it, like, what I was struggling with is, like, how, what, because, like, I know how neutral works in Street Fighter, and, like, okay, th- I may not know, like, exact numbers, but I know if I do a certain move, I have, like, that's, this is gonna interrupt, or this is gonna reach. With Tekken, I have no idea, and I was, uh, it was, it was fun to... Ch- it's mostly just jabs. Yeah, it was, it was fun to figure out, like, what works, and, uh, and, and, like, how, how does neutral work in a 3D environment, because I haven't done it in so long. Um, but I will say this about Tekken before I hand it off, is, before we go to our, our commercial, is that, Tekken makes you feel like you're a badass because whenever you launch somebody, hit somebody into a wall, um, get like, like you get slow mo finishes. They do everything. The game presentation wise is everything to to make you feel like you did something cool, um, even if it's something basic. And I think like little things like that make people want to play fighting games, either single player or online. Um, it's just that it's like that neuron stuff. Like so, like occasionally I would hit Tyler with this launcher, and in my head I would go, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" Like happy seal, happy seal, happy seal, happy seal. So like, yeah. you know, it was it was one of those things. It's such a and beautiful. It's such a beautiful looking game, and I've heard the music a thousand times. But uh, you know, being able to play Tyler like in just rematch, 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 trying to understand. Okay, Tyler's gonna do this now. Okay, how do I punish that? Okay, I don't know how to punish it yet. Um, I, I don't like I'm not worried about combos I'm not worried about any of this stuff I'm just worrying about understanding how my buttons work and you know what do I do in this situation um, but there are a couple of times where like I like there's I've played a lot of fighting games it's really satisfying to just shove somebody into the corner in Tekken and just maul them uh, you never want to be in the corner in a fighting game it's like the worst place you can be um, but in Tekken you just get mauled Tyler would continuously yeah. shove my ass into the corner and obviously, because he know, he's played the game, so he knows what's going to beat my shit or how to keep me in there. So it's just bam, bam. And it's just like, how do I get out? And next thing you know, you're dead. The damage output in this game is ridiculous. It's like, holy shit. Um, especially throws. Like, one of my favorite things I picked up on is I would go in and I would just throw Tyler. And then the damage, like, it, like, it would be like the health, the health bar would be like that. I get a throw in. Maybe like an eighth. Yeah, KO. It's like, what the fuck? That's like some Street Fighter 2 turbo damage. It's insane. Um, and maybe it's... Like, yeah, it's even worse when you're in rage. Yeah, and it seems like... Uh, I've heard bad things about the online, but it might be the fact that Tyler basically... 
you know, we're not neighbors, but we live in the same area. So that's probably why the netcode was pretty much worked for us. The distance between us isn't that bad. So I had a good time playing him. It was it was fun to to fight somebody like that and to to to. It felt like I I I was getting mauled initially, but I felt like I was picking things up slowly and surely. I just want to play the game more. Honestly, and I didn't think I was going to say that. I just bought Tekken 7 as a joke. Hey, it's $5, and I'll buy Tekken 7. Sure, why not? Why not? Yeah, man, I might even I might even gift you the DLC uh, just so you can experience the glory that is Negan. <laughs> and Noctis. And Noctis. And Noctis. Yeah. And Geese. And, and Geese. And, and, and I really want to apply the, the, the Soviet Prime Minister. Uh, she looks like a lot of fun. But... Lydia Sobieska. Yeah, she is super fun, actually. Oh, is that the one with the tiger? No, that's uh, that's that's the final boss. Oh, okay. So yeah, I Tekken Seven gets my still as somebody who's never played Tekken before. Um, I don't understand how the combos work or how the like like they use instead of saying like light punch or heavy punch, they have like the the, the colors and but like the, for me like they're opposite of what they um, like they show like a four square grid, but like it's weird. But I have to I have to maybe fix that or something or maybe change my buttons up to match it up better because when I think when I think of how it looks like okay this is this button this is this one but that's not the case it's like the reverse of that and it throws me off so much so right now I'm just kind of just pressing buttons see what happens and we'll go from there um, but I think that's it for me I wanted to squeeze in Blaster Master Zero Three sometime because I came out this past uh, last week but I never time I was too busy playing Skyward Sword to uh, to start it but I'll hopefully I'll start it sometime this week. Um, Alright guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go into the news real quick and then get our topic out of the way. We'll see y'all in a bit. It needs a remote to turn it on, and I didn't put batteries in it, so I have to actually get up and turn my fan on, and I don't want to do that. So I'll just sit here at the heat. Wow. This is fucking... Wow. Show's over. Okay. Wow. Wow. Let's give it a little bit longer. Wow. Okay. Have you seen that video of cats meowing, but it's just replaced with Owen Wilson saying, wow. No, but I think I need to. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't make him say wow and Loki. Because that would have been like, just like okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's the biggest spoiler yet. I want to see wow. a variance. <laughs> like, they, they need to like establish his variance in season two. You, and I one of them says wow. I guarantee you he's sick of that shit because he knows about it. I guarantee he's sick of it. Probably. Yeah. Don't make Don't make me do wow. Although the OGs lean into those things. We're definitely back now. Okay. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Charged with Gamescast. It's time to go through some news. Let's go ahead and kick it off with some Monster Hunter news! Yeah, baby. We got a Monster Hunter update. You baby. Uh, and it, I believe this is actually already out now. By the time of this, this this episode will be live, but there's an official Monster Hunter Rise uh, crossover with Okami, where you can get Amaterasu, the main character of Okami, as uh, basically a skin for your palmet, so you can have the glorious white and red. Uh, it, it's already out. It's the Ami costume or Amaterasu, which is the goddess of the sun. Uh, it's a Palmer layered costume. Uh, Capcom announced that there will be new event quests every week. Another collaboration is planned for August. There will be uh, further two event quests looking forward to in autumn and fall. And of course, yeah, so Monster Hunter still getting updates. I, I'm i not that surprised from this because like, as soon as I saw the dogs, I was like, they're going to do an Okami crossover. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of a no-brainer if, you, if you're a Capcom buff. I mean, she looks great. 
Yeah. Like, it's it's not the art style, but, like, they made it work really well. Yeah, it's Okami. I mean, it's like, it's it's putting Amaterasu in Unreal, in uh, the Ari engine, which is, you know, obviously way different from that cell shaded she was in yeah. the, uh, the re-release, even the HD, in the HD versions. But, you know, it's cool. It's her. Like, it's, it's nice that you can have, and if you love Okami, mm-hmm. and a lot of Capcom fans love Okami, um, it's cool. You're never going to get that sequel, guys, so get over it. It's never going to happen. Just accept it. This is the closest we're going to get. Yep. I mean, we got Okami done. So. Doesn't count. Let's play that. It's a um, sequel. It's not the sequel people want. Uh, All right. Just like how no one wanted Blue Dragon, but look where we are now. <laughs> that got a sequel, blue. too. A <laughs> DS sequel, I should say. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right, so now uh, Pokemon Snap of all things, is getting an update. Justin, you want to take the lead on this? I was going to say, oh, speaking snap. of things unexpectedly getting updates, <laughs> um, yeah, so there's new co- free content coming to Pokemon Snap that introduces uh, three new areas, and I forget exactly how many new Pokemon. I think it was like 20-some. Um, including new uh, poses for existing Pokemon. So, like, you might be running into the same ones, but you can probably find some more variety to, you know, fill out your four-star Pokedex of those that have already existed. Um, they've shown a few of the special things. It looks like there's a new uh, Luminous Pokemon thing with Mew, uh, kind of harkening back to the original game. Uh, they show Ho-Oh, uh, Blastoise. There's a Typhlosion. Yeah, Typhlosion. A, f- a few... Wait, I think Typhlosion was in the base game. Yeah, Typh- was he? Okay. Typhlosion is in the base I game. I haven't played that far. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they show off a lot of the new Pokemon, which is really cool. And for the new areas look great, here. too. Yeah, for Ale- I think... For Ale- no, I guess it was the, the uh, Mudkip final form that was already in it. Um, Swampert. Yeah, that's it. It's not even the same line, dog. No, I know, but it was also on screen, like, right before for Alligator. And was in the base game rather than for Alligator. Anyway, uh, the new areas look cool. They're kind of deviations of what we already have. But what I really like is there's one that, like, I guess gives the the zero one or whatever a new ability to, like, shrink small. And so you're, like, go. I don't know if you're yeah, going cool. through old areas shrunk down. I can't really tell. Or if it's a new area that's specifically, like, you know, you're shrunken. Um, but it gives some really cool things because you can get, like, a giant uh, wh- worm. Um, wor- uh, worm pole. Worm pole, thank you. A giant worm pole and stuff. Um, which, you know, was kind of hard to get a picture of before without zooming in and doing some awkward stuff and stuff. So I think that's going to be really cool, seeing the Pokemon from a new angle and that kind of thing. Um yeah, they show off some of the different areas. There's, uh, let's see. There's a side path in Florio Island Nature Park, uh, which is the one where you can go tiny. Um, there is the Mighty Wide River, uh, which goes through Belusilva Island. Um, and it's basically kind of like a like a water toboggan the whole way. Uh, seems like it moves quite a bit quicker than some of the other levels, which could be a challenge. I love this gif of Quagsire just uh, going down the current yeah, on its just back. just chilling. 
Just derpy ass face. <laughs> and then there's the Barren Badlands, um, which gives me flashbacks to the actual actual Badlands, and that's awesome. Um, and this is a desert area in the Badlands of Veluca Island. Um, and it has geysers, poisonous, gas-spewing swamps, um, it, and Pokemon hiding underground and in rocky cliffs. They show off, like, onyx and things like that. So yeah, there's uh, new content coming tomorrow as of this recording. Uh, August 3rd. And that's really cool. Like, yeah. I don't think I would have expected, expected DLC for this game, but not free content updates. That's right. Like, or if it, generous. If it, if it was like you know, maybe new stickers, maybe like cause <sighs> simple stuff, not whole new fucking areas. Like that's right. crazy. Yeah, they're doing better at adding Pokemon to this than they did at Sword and Shield. Well, <laughs> boom, I mean, this is the game. Shots fired. Like, considering this game was like tw- over twenty years in in the waiting, right for people. And it's definitely one of my games of the years for sure. Uh, and the fact that it's just going to get more. Like, I haven't touched it since I beat it back in, like, May. But, like, I'll definitely go back and, you know, yeah. and casually and casually go through it I mean, again. technically, just... you won't have beaten it anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> more more new areas. I technically didn't yeah. beat it before because I didn't get all the pictures. I haven't mm-hmm. unlocked all the areas. So, it's like, it's, 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 God, that's so awesome. That's so yeah. fucking cool. So cool. All right, uh, so even more updates. God, this is just the update show. Uh, really we officially is. have a release date for Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda. Uh, um, it will be, of course, the newest expansion starring Black Panther will be released on August 17th as a free update to all owners of the base game. Alongside Black Panther, alongside adding Black Panther as the third new playable superhero, War for Wakanda will be featuring a new, t- new story, two new villains, Brand new environment to explore, new enemies, the Birin Zana Outpost, new solo or multiplayer drop zones, and threat th- and threat sector missions, much, much more. Uh, developer Chris Technology will be sharing much more War of Recon expansion during a uh, table, uh, uh, Avengers War table, so that will be on the 16th of August at twitch.tv slash Uh The War of Recon experience revolves on King T'Challa slash Black Panther, who is the d- devoted protector and current ruler of Wakanda. Furthermore, uh, we already know this. God Awards, Christopher, uh, God Awards Kratos, Christopher Judge will be voicing Black Panther. Uh, throughout the story, which will bring perfect. the total single player, uh, throughout the story, which will bring the total single player campaign content to Marvel's Avengers to 25 hours. Players will explore the lush jungles of Wakanda and go to a new outpost, which is the royal place that overlooks. Yeah, I already said that, which is known as the Golden City, contains Shuri's laboratory, uh, Zavari's chambers, and the Wakandan War Room. Um, War for Wakanda takes place five years after Marvel's Avengers 8 event and we'll see Wakanda struggling whether or not to join the fight following Amora hiring Ulysses Claw to procure Vibranium. So, the dead... So it sounds is, like this is happening like concurrently to the main story. Right, which... how are the How are they... Like, because like, I wonder... Because like, to me it sounded like... like how are the Avengers going to show up then? Because they're not a thing till the end of that? That's That's... At least the way they're wording it. This is when they get together. Okay. Like, the whole story of Avengers is, like, the team getting back together. So if, if this game is happening, or if this expansion is happening during that, then, I mean, you know, Kamala is already getting the team back during this time. And I'm sure the story starts with Black Panther by himself. Because it's about an eight-hour 
uh, expansion, apparently. Like, it's substantial. So there's time to kind of tell a full story, like, that takes place during the span of the main game story. Yeah. It's possible I... it's it's a post-game thing, but to me it sounds like Wakanda struggling to join the fight against Aim and Modok. And spoilers, but Modok dies at the end of the I mean, he's the final boss. So to me it can't take place after. Right. All right, well, this the, the let's see how broken it is when it comes out. Um, as much as I hate to say that, um, and even no, this is a much this is a much bigger no, I don't because this game, they the the not the dev the devs but the executive producers knew what they kind of shit they were slogging. Um, fuck this game. Anyways, um, I'm still excited. The PS5 like, version runs. It's great. free. I, like that's the that's the only silver lining that it's free. Yeah. Um. Uh, which you know that's that's that is what it is. So. I hope you. I wish we would have gotten more than three heroes at at the like one year mark of this game, but this is substantial content to come out. I would would say you can't deny. I would say the the state of the game and and the pandemic finally fucking did that shit in. Yeah, Um, for sure. The fact that fix everything in the midst of a pandemic at home that's probably not going to be easy. So you're not going to get Spider Man though, or maybe you'll get Spider Man, but you didn't get anybody else after Spider Man. We'll see. It's ble- it's bleeding money, man. Like we know, like this is a, this is well known that this game is bleeding money. Maybe yeah. this game will. But there's passionate developers. Like the team loves the game, right? So what I mean, happens when yeah, the money exactly runs out? I'll say. What happens when the money runs out? That's the thing. You can have you can have the most spirited team of all, but when that money's gone, when nobody's playing the game anymore, that's it. Doors closed. Um, and I'm supr- and like c- considering the frustration play- most players have had, not everybody, but most players have had with this game. It's like, you know, this is this is substantial. So if this doesn't bring people back, I'm I'm not gonna. I don't see those leaks that we saw last year outside of Spider Man, uh, which still fuck you, dick move, Sony. Uh, that was yeah. another nail in its coffin. Um, I so mean, they're we'll- they're definitely banking on this expansion. I don't know if it's gonna drive money, but it'll definitely drive existing players to come back tell you what this is going to be how to tell if your favorite influencer is shilling the game or not because if they haven't been playing at all and then all of a sudden you see them playing war for arcana that's how you know they got paid to say some they got paid to play this game not necessarily say nice things about it but paid to play it there's a difference or they just dropped it and then came back for a new content drop i guess i mean i haven't played it in a few months basically since kate bishop came out but i'm excited to jump back in I thought you were you saying you were playing it pretty regularly with your friends a couple weeks ago, but maybe I misheard. But well, yeah, with the Kate Bishop stuff. Anyway, but unfortunately, I'm just saying that game's not gonna. I don't. I don't think we're gonna, you're gonna get all the characters. Anyway, negative Ned. It's the one game. It's it's. I mean, you look. You guys were positive about um, uh, Anthem. And then, like, we haven't heard anything. So, let's just say if if a communication if they go zero communication after this expansion is lost, I will not be surprised. If they do and they like they have a roadmap and they stick to the roadmap, I will be pleasantly surprised. I won't try the game anymore because I've I got burned out of that sixty bucks initially. But it is what it is. I hope everybody enjoys the latest expansion of War for Wakanda, and it's hopefully it's not a grind fest. But something that is not going to be a grind fest because it's not that kind of game. Horizons of I keep wanting to call it Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, but it's just Horizon Forbidden West. 
Weird naming conventions, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Horizon Forbidden West and God of War 2. Uh, well, God of War 2 we already knew about. It's in the byline. For some reason, they put it in the byline. Horizon War, uh, Horizon Forbidden West officially delayed till 2022. Now, Allegedly uh, delayed. Allegedly delayed. Uh, we haven't heard any, I guess, I guess it doesn't say anything on here. Um, a couple, I think in, back in June, right before E3, we had this big Horizon demo, which kind of showed off the game in its state. And, um, they had, they never said a specific date, but they were targeting holiday 2021. Um, that could have been November, December. Uh, and obviously a lot of us thought Breath of the Wild was coming out around that same time. And of course that got delayed to just 2022, not even first quarter of 2022, allegedly. Um, according to Bloomberg and Jeff, and Jeff Grubb, both report that Horizon Forbidden West, the upcoming sequel to Gorilla's Horizon Zero Dawn, will be delayed to quarter 122 after initially targeting a holiday 2021 release. PlayStation Studio boss Herman Holst previously stated in June that Horizon Forbidden West was on track to release this holiday season, but stopped short of confirming an exact release date given how much of culminating has impacted video game development. Uh, Grub mentions that, the poten- that a potential September event from PlayStation will officially confirm the Horizon Forbidden West delay while highlighting the games that will come to PlayStation this fall. Okay. Uh, it's worth so- noting Jeff Grubb has been wrong as much as he's been right, but th- this has some merit. And I think considering what we saw and, like, how amazing it was, like, they had it in that one section and, you know, how if the first game is any indication, this game's only going to be bigger and obviously with more technicalness to it. Not to mention, they also are working on work getting a PS4 version running at the same time. That can't be easy. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I, I let's just, I mean, like, Sony's going to lose out. Uh, if they do, Sony's going to lose out on it. They, they won't have a big winner exclusive or holiday exclusive this year. Um, the bold move would be for them to focus development on the PS5 version and only delay the PS4 version. They're not going to. I do think that. that's something they could because they could target a holiday release for PS5 owners with a PS4 release to come like next spring or something. And basically explain they don't want a cyberpunk situation. Kind of get ahead of the complaints. No, we don't even. And know then they still have their bad. big holiday titles to push next gen consoles. Yeah, we don't even know if development's that bad. First of all, right. Um, second of all, they're not going to do that because the PS4 install base is still too fucking huge. And even though, it, in a gross way, P- Sony was glorifying like the PS5 sold 10 million units. A lot of people still can't who want PS5s can't get them easily because of scalpers and the chip shortage and all that goods, all that stuff. So I don't. That would be a bold move, but I don't think they'll do that because they're going to want to sell as many copies of both versions as much as possible to both people who have a PS4 and the people who have a PS5. Because if you put the PS5 out version, yeah, maybe you'll you'll probably sell a couple more consoles, but not everybody's going to be willing to drop. Four hundred dollars minimum on a new console for this game, versus they will gladly drop sixty dollars for a system for a game that's in a system they have. Even though it's technically, it will be an inferior version of the, of the game that's on PS Five. Sure, I'm just saying if they want if they if they're desperate for that hit holiday title, that's a way they could do it. You know, with a delay in mind, right? Um, it's all about time versus resources, and at some point you have to make it cut. Yeah, how do we know? Uh, but how, here's the other thing: how do we know the PS5 version's even ready? Like, 
That's, that's I think they thing. said that they're developing it on PS5 with PS4 in mind. Like back a while ago, I don't I don't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure that we talked about that at one point. Right. Um, but I mean, this is all speculation anyway. I'm just saying, right. like that would be my like you know prediction of how this delay is going to pan out. Yeah, and I don't. Th- I think would I think both games will release, both versions will release in hopefully spring 2022, and you know that's that. And Sony will just I think Sony just is gonna have to take an L. Because Nintendo, like Nintendo, doesn't really have. I mean, Nintendo. I guess Nintendo does. They have the Pokemon stuff coming out. Yeah, so that'll definitely make make money. Microsoft has should have Halo Infinite coming out at the end of at the end of this year. So we'll see how if that happens or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean the the beta, like the uh, multiplayer beta, is doing really well apparently. Except with exploding fruit, apparently. Um, well, yeah. F- wow. Fuck you. Just shut, nitpickers, shut the fuck up. Seriously. Um, <laughs> same people who were like mad at in Ratchet and Clank because the the plants don't move realistically when you touch them. Um, anyways, uh, so I I think it should be delayed just delayed both versions. I I really want to see how the PS4 version looks. I'm considering mm-hmm. how what they showed on the PS5 and how like intricate it is and like I want to see what stuff they have what what trickery they're gonna have to do to like get it to run on not just not just PS4 Pro but base PS4. So like that's gonna be the, the yeah the that's fun thing really holding the back yeah those we'll launch see. models I mean we'll see I mean you know it, like I, I my launch PS4 was basically on fire playing Final Fantasy 15 like four years ago <laughs> yeah yeah I guess well, I guess I'll just see because I don't think they'll cancel the PS4 version I, I just don't think they'll no do there's too much money on the table to leave it even like. And maybe they're confident enough it won't be like as bad as Cyberpunk. It probably won't, it'll probably lock it. Maybe maybe a, a loose thirty FPS. It'll probably like Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild on Wii U. You know, like it'll it'll probably yeah. be like that. You know, you're, 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 hey, you can play it. Probably. It's not the best version to play it, but nine hundred p, unstable thirty FPS. Yeah. You know, graphical you compromises. Pl- like you can yeah. play it. Be happy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's playable. It doesn't it doesn't break down on you. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on to our next thing, uh, which is a game that all I think all of us had a hand in last year, and now all simultaneously have dropped it. Uh, <laughs> and I don't usually like data mining, but I feel like we have to because poor Animal Crossing fans. Um, it's data interesting mining, data mining. Yeah, data mining suggests that the Roost Cafe could be coming back to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, Ooh. Data miners have been hard work uh, looking at the most recent update from... For Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch, they have discovered a version of 1.11 features various suggestions that Nintendo will be working on a museum cafe. One of the most requested features players have wanted to see in the game is the mighty Brewster and his lovely museum cafe. Here's what the team Animal Crossing World have discovered. A camera perimeter change was made to code reference either music in version 1.1. Default is following additions in previous versions 1.10. Update where new camera settings for IDR Music Cafe were spotted as well as known reference to a third type museum entrance known as IDR Museum Entrance 3. In version 1.11, more progress has been found on the museum level, finding a very curious CNPC memory chip, a CNPC memory talk progress museum built cafe. 
flag is not associated, and even in the event flow for building the museum, of course, this isn't actually this is actually used in any way. Presumably, this could be used in the effect of some dialogue with, with villagers or special characters on your island after the museum has been expanded to build a cafe. Uh, so I, considering how like ever since New Year's, this game has just like they just recycled Egg Day. And they, I don't even think they said anything about summer shit coming back. Maybe it just came back automatically because it's, it's in the game's like, system. Like, God, they feel like they just left this game out. Like, okay, we're done. We did a year. We're out. There was recently, like, a thing basically saying that there is a summer update coming this week, I think. And there are more substantial updates to come in the future. Just kind of letting people know, like, the game's not dead. You know, we just don't have anything more to share at this time. So I think they're kind of, you know, pulling the, I know you're going to hate the reference, but the Marvel's Avengers, where it's like kind of staying quiet before a big update, um, like putting all their resources towards something larger. Because, you know, the world's getting crazy again. So I imagine it's getting harder for these developers in some of these other countries and stuff. Especially, um, especially Japan, where vaccination yeah. rate is like barely above 20%, if that. Right. So, if you want to, you know, put all your Easter eggs in one basket, uh, this would be the basket to put it in, and they probably can't say anything until it's ready to show. Right. Um, so, like, maybe, you know, fall, winter time. like, if we get a Nintendo Direct in September, like we have the last, like, seven or eight years, that's probably when they would show it. That seems That seems about right. I just know a lot of Animal Crossing fans feel really... I mean, first of all, it's a lot of it is y'all's fault for, like, fucking putting, like, 80 hours into the game within the first week. So that's your fault, first yeah. of all. Second of all, uh, I but I do believe the lack of any kind of update, small or otherwise, kind of killed people's interest in the game. Because there's only so much you can do in the game unless you, like, it's a thing, It's unless it's, like, the only thing you play. Uh, which yeah. is perfectly fine, but, like, for most people, eventually, you're gonna hit a wall. I'm like, I, okay, I did this already. Okay. And the fact that it's yeah. still missing some things that New Leaf had on 3DS is telling. Yeah. So, we'll see. Hope- hopefully Animal Crossing updates come because the game was long-awaited and it's here and a lot of people bought it. Like, it- it's one of Nintendo's most profitable games and, mm-hmm. you know, it's- it just feels like, I don't know. Maybe the- maybe they have something big coming coming in. Alright, uh, here here's our last th- news story of the night. And it's a Fortnite story. Ariana Grande to headline Fortnite's Rift Tour with Can't Miss Musical Journey. Uh, Ariana Grande will not only join Fortnite's icon icon series as a playable character, but also, but she is also set up to headline Fortnite's Rift Tour with a Can't Miss. Yeah, from August sixth through August eighth, players will be able to jump into the new concert such experience that will pair some of Ariana Grande's most popular tracks with moments based on elements from the game. Players will be able to play with this event side by side with friends when it arrives, and everyone who participates will receive the Cuddly Cloud Cruiser commemorative umbrella. Um... Working with Epic and the Fortnite team to bring music live, uh, music live inside the game has been so much fun and such an honor. Can't wait. Uh, this is what Ariana said. I can't wait to join my fans and see all our reactions to such an unforgettable magical journey to new realities. There will be five shows between August sixth through eighth. Epic Games recommends that fans arrive sixty minutes before showtime. Wow, for a, this is so so weird. Um, they will give. I mean, them you plenty just log in and then go do something else. It's fine. Okay. It's just weird to like. It's like 
Like you're going to the actual kind of like a real concert. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it usually overloads the servers, so people get kicked out mm. if they show up too late. This will give them plenty of time to be ready for, to join the Rift Tour playlist, which schedules to open up 30 minutes before each show. The full schedule is below. So, show Friday, August 6th at, uh, th- at Friday, August 6th, starting at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. August 7th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then another show later in the evening at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And August 8th, first one's at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and the other one at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, so yeah, another one of their concert things. I what was the I can't remember who the last guy they did it with, but I know that was hugely successful. It says here it was, was like, Travis Scott. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say Travis Scott. I think it was right. Um, is it bad that I kind of want to go to this? Like, why would the, it be bad? I don't. Well, the umbrella is really cool. Oh, I, for, I Actually, forgot. We're old, so we have to hate Fortnite because it's cringe because we're not young anymore. That's why it's all. No. That's why. Okay. No, it's more the Ariana Grande thing. Why? She her is that something that you why? can uh, order from Starbucks? <laughs> like, are 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 we like God? I, I really hate our like some people in in our demographic where like we have to hate pop idols because like it's it's popular music. I'm like, if you want to go, go. Her music's go, her music's catchy. Yeah, yeah. Like, if if I this know. was, um, I like the rewards and like I'm curious about the event itself. Like it's just it's so unique and I I didn't know about the last concert. I probably would have checked that out just out of curiosity, even though if, I don't even know who Travis Scott is. I think yeah. he's a country um, singer. No. No, he's a rapper. He's a rap artist. No. Oh, okay. he's not a country singer. <laughs> not a country singer. Um, you were very wrong. <laughs> uh, like, if it was Katy Perry, I would I would sign up immediately. Like, I love pop music. This, I'm surprised. Maybe That would actually be really cool if they mixed, like, the, the Pokemon anniversary. You know, how, like, Katy Perry... That's not gonna stuff. happen. Or had like the sharks from uh, the Super Bowl put, show. Yeah, put the Pokemon stuff in Fortnite with Katy Perry. Like they're not. They're, they're, that's not gonna happen. Um, no, I I don't know. Uh, like I'm surprised. I'm Maybe I'm surprised they haven't approached Taylor Swift to do one. I'm pretty sure they have. It's just probably all comes down to money. Is everything comes yeah. down to money? Um, but we'll see. I think this. I think from an experience standpoint, this is really cool because like. Not everybody can go to a concert, whether it's financials, health reasons, or of course we're in a fucking global pandemic, so you fucking clowns. Right. Um, so I think this is a cool way to give people a concert experience in a virtual world. Yeah, this is neat. I'm going to try to go to this Sunday morning one, because I feel like that's going to be less of a load, you know? All right, uh, audience over under that doesn't actually go to the concert, I say under. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Do you think Justin's Wait, actually going to go? That's not how over-under works. It works in my rules. Tyler, over-under, does Justin actually go to the uh, go to the uh, concert? Um, I'm pretty sure he might forget. There you go. See? I win. <sighs> you right, have no on. faith, and you're probably right. Yeah, because it's Sunday you. morning. You're not going to get up on a Sunday morning. I know. I'm always up on a Sunday morning. I wake up are at like gonna... 7 a.m. every day because I hate myself. Are you going to do something? <laughs> are you going to watch... Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong this Sunday. Step into the octagon. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna set. I'm gonna set a reminder on my phone. S- set so a reminder. Do it. Ooh. Do it. You can just enjoy Ariana Grande's music, and don't feel ashamed because you're a 31, 32 year old 32. man. 32 year old man enjoying music for a mostly teenage girls. Hey man, uh, she earned my respect when she sang the Krusty Krab Pizza song. She's, our, she's like only a few years younger than us. She basically grew up with what we did. Um, yeah, so yeah. Like, so like, it's not that out of the, it's not that crazy. 
Uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on to our final topic of the show, which is a topic of Tyler's choosing, which is we've all had bad games before in our lives. We've played them all. But the question is, for this week, how would you fix a bad game that you wanted to like so much? Justin, because I'm going to put you on the spot first. What's a, what's a game that you would want to fix, and how would you fix it? I can't read that because your phone is it's not blurry, focusing on Alright, it just says play Fortnite, August 8th at 8 a.m. Yeah, play Fortnite um, now, Royale, something, something, Tomato Town. Okay, and Anyway, go. so we're just doing one game, right? One game. Okay. My game would be Superman 64. Ooh, okay. Choice. I would fix it by erasing it from... No, um... That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the cop-out answer. Yeah, I know. Um, I would fix it by... How, how much can we do? I, I want to start Whatever there. Whatever the fuck you want. We don't, have, we don't have rhyme or reason. Yeah. Okay. Because my goal is... It's kind of a weird one. So, there's a game called uh, Aquaman. I think it's Battle for Atlantis. Yeah, it's Battle of Atlantis, which is basically yeah. the same thing. Sort of. Except that game realizes that basically, like, as far as, you know, god superheroes are concerned, you can't really give them an HP bar and have them be weak little little creatures. Um, that's what the Avengers game gets wrong with Hulk. Is like... He's he's too squishy for, you know, being Hulk. Uh, but what Aquaman does, which is also a bad game for the record, yes. is essentially give you, um, like, an HP bar for the city. So enemies are going around, like, destroying buildings and stuff, and you have to beat them up before the whole city is destroyed. And it's basically that over and over again every mission. But the way I would fix Superman 64 is to basically have that same idea. Doesn't it so, really like, do that, though? Uh, there are, like, specific missions in Superman 64 where if you don't stop a tornado, it makes it so that Lex wins and you have to do it again. You're thinking of Superman Returns. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure, you are. I'm pretty sure that's the thing I was thinking about, because uh, I remember playing uh, Superman 64 for a brief period of time because I hate myself. And uh, there, that it, I did come across that point uh, in the first level. Uh, no, not the first level. The first level is the rings. Uh, it's the rings intermixed with a whole bunch of other shit, like picking up cars, stopping a tornado with your ice breath, all that shit. Dude, I think you're thinking you're thinking of Superman Returns, dog. Yeah, I've yeah, never you are. I've never seen that game before. I know for a fact that Superman sixty four. You're, you're, you're clearly referencing it though, because huh. there's no tornadoes. In Superman 64. I know for a fact that there is. You can look it up. You look it up. It's your... (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't make us do your dirty work. Do your research before you come at me. Um, Anyway. If it is a thing, like, in one single mission, I'm meaning, like, changing the idea of the whole game. So, like, you you can... You can have flying through rings, but don't have it on a timer where you fail immediately. No, he's not Have wrong. Have it be, like, you're flying rings around a city that's being destroyed, mm-hmm. and, like, to, you know, mix up the gameplay, you have to stop and, like, fight things and then keep 
flying through rings or like basically have the rings be like your progress points so they kind of you know guide you through the city to the different places but like the entire mission isn't just flying through rings um and you have to do it before the city gets destroyed oh look at that it is there uh, I just yeah, looked, yeah. I just looked up a, a let's play for the first level where you have to stop the tornado with your ice breath. So suck it. Suck the ice breath. <laughs> that sounds cold. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then like the missions that are just you know fighting missions where they're super dumb and you have to like pick up a thing and throw it or whatever. Like, restructure the entire game around the idea of environments being destructible and you trying to minimize damage. Yeah. So doing the things you have to do, and I'm not saying it would be, like, a great game, um, but I think it would be infinitely more playable. And I think a lot of the, the tedium would be taken out because it's not so much about, like, follow these specific instructions to complete the level. It's about don't allow this to happen to complete the level. So, like, you know, later in level one, when you have to just, like, save a random car or whatever, and, like, the game doesn't really tell you that, and you have, like, two seconds to figure it out, the idea would be that, like, you know, the the cars are going around, like, causing all this damage, and you have to stop the cars causing damage, but, like, it's not on a timer, there's just so much you have to do in that area, um, while the bar, you know empties or whatever yeah basically be superman or lose yeah like you have his full abilities from the start because it's a superman game (laughs) um we're not doing smallville or anything where he has to learn his abilities as he goes and making them like pickups is just dumb yeah um because he is a god so give him his abilities and then make the danger of the game based around the fleshy people and things around him that aren't gods. Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, there, like, there's some decent level structure in the game. Like, you know, there, there's enough different things you have to do. They just repeat way too much. You just gotta get uh, past all the ring shit. Right. And so I think restructuring how some of those missions work makes the actual variety of gameplay a lot more interesting. Tyler. Uh, Mine is probably an obvious pick, and uh, Ben actually mentioned this in the beginning of the show. My pick is going to be Sonic 06, the most Mm. infamous Sonic game out there. It is nearly 15 years old this year. Holy shit, I am getting old. Anyway, (laughs) uh, that game's a glitchy mess, uh, but I would make it so that... Well, this is probably uh, the simplest answer I can possibly give. I would just make it Sonic Adventure 3 for all intents and purposes because those games uh, from a 3D standpoint uh, Sonic controls beautifully in those games and uh, they really dropped the ball uh, when they were developing 06 in the incredibly short span of time and manpower uh, to make that game or at least what's what little there is. So uh, yeah, I would just uh, copy and paste... Uh, the control schemes from uh, Adventure 1 and 2, probably add a few things to, like, spice up the gameplay, um, make it so that uh, the entire game uh, code isn't held together by scotch tape, and, uh, yeah, uh, I would also give the story a major overhaul, because 
in my opinion, that's the worst part of the game. Uh, like, just nix all the time travel shit and uh, just make it a cohesive uh, Sonic defeats Eggman story. None of this complicated shit that doesn't make sense. Probably the- no bestiality. Yeah, no bestiality. No, you gotta no have the bestiality. That's what makes it. <laughs> you can't How about have- some subtle bestiality? Uh, just, just implied little. bestiality. Just a little, a little tiny make it, bit. Just okay. like, make, make it the B movie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. the B movie. But yeah, uh, I, um, I think the biggest thing I would change though is uh, this is the game that introduced Silver the Hedgehog, whose entire gimmick was uh, um, using psychokinesis to like throw shit at enemies and occasionally make platforms, and. If you've played the game, uh, that gets old really quickly, and uh, you realize that's really all he does. So I would make it so that if he's going to have his psychokinesis stuff, um, it should be a bit more fun. Like, give him, like, energy projectiles, and uh, give him a better aerial maneuverability, because he can fly in the cutscenes, and he can also shoot energy beams uh, in the cutscenes as well, so, you know... Just give him his full arsenal. Make the game uh, more enjoyable. Uh, so are you basically saying you would recre- like remake Sonic 06 and the Sonic Adventure engine? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, because uh, the physics in that game is comparatively better. I'm not saying it's perfect, but... Yeah, there's still some jank. Yeah, there's jank in, in the Adventure games, but in terms of control and level design... They definitely got that aspect right. Fuck you, Big the Cat! God damn it. Except for Big <laughs> the Cat. That's the exception to the rule. And I would also argue the mech sections in Adventure 2, uh, mostly because of um, how clunky they are, but, you know, that's just me. So, yeah. Um, I just make it Adventure 3. Uh, end of story. Alright. You know what game would I pick? I have a lot of games, but there's one game that disappointed me very recently that I would want to I want to fix because I wanted to like it. And Bravely Default Two. No, be, no, because <laughs> I already I, I I if I want to play better versions of those games, I just go play the first two. Oh, I would fix Avengers because to me that's a bad video game. Oh, um, okay. And the biggest like for me that hurt the game was it's wanting to be a live service number one cut that totally it's not a live service anymore uh and and not having to be a grind fest and stuff like that like like that to me is what held the game back is for me enjoying it because the second you're in the story you have this cool cutscenes of kamala she's reuniting the avengers and like oh by the way you have this dude this dude this mission this mission this mission this mission oh do this training i'm like "Hmm, stop it um make it a solid that's the focus game single player, or not a single player, but call, single player slash call op. Not like you know, we can team up with your friends, or, you know, drop in, drop out. It's been around since forever. Cool kick ass Avengers game. Yeah. Number two, fucking get rid of that boring color scheme. Like, these are fucking superheroes. Let their colors. Shine like seeing Captain America in dull blues and blacked out reds. Like I was like, guys, you're, are, are you trying to be Zack Snyder? But at least Zack Snyder, when his colors pop, Damn, they fucking pop. I was pop. gonna make the DC joke. Yeah, I think their idea was to give them boring base costumes so that you want to get the the uh, 
marketplace costumes because a lot of those are vibrant, colorful, and fun. Oh, that's gross. That's dumb. And they um, replace them in the cutscenes, so you know you get that all the time. So yeah, make and then so yeah, do that. And then okay, you want to have different. You, I still think you could have the different equipment stuff. I still think that could be happen. Like maybe you know, like at the end of each stage, you beat a certain boss, and they give you. I still think you could have that stuff, but actually let it be look visually mm-hmm. different and not just have a stat. Have it like okay, and have let you. Here's the here's what I would do make the costumes like really unique something ultimate alliance could never do let you mix and match costume stuff so like you could have captain america's world war one helmet but with his world war two shield or maybe he has like a different universe like clothing make let let you fully actually fully customize your character and okay hulk right hulk you can have him have the roman gladiator helmet while also wearing mr fix's like suit like that would like that's dumb, but you you should be able to do that. So that's what I would do. Right also, the parts it, are right? all Why already there. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, exactly. Just just do that. Let let me fully customize. Let me make my character look ridiculous or try to emulate something from the comics that you're not able to do. Let me try to do it. Give me full customization of that. Um. So like that's what I would do. Uh, number number three, fire Nolan North because he's not a good Tony Stark. Uh-huh. Get get the guy who voiced him in Avengers Assemble or Avengers uh, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Sorry, Nolan North, you're great. You you you're a phenomenal voice actor. That scene with Captain America was a heart wrenching scene. You sound like Nolan North. You don't sound like Tony Stark. I'm sorry. So fire Nolan North. He's more Deadpool He'll be than fine. Tony. He'll be fine. He was Deadpool before. Yeah. He'll be fine. He can get jobs. He's a name. He doesn't. If, if he doesn't, he doesn't. Everybody else, I think, was did a good enough job. To, I didn't realize it was them. Uh, shout out to Troy Baker as as Doctor Banner. Yes. Um, yeah. And like, in, instead of free DLC, right? What I would do instead of like getting all these new characters, I would just do like extra story missions that you could buy for the characters, so, like an extra story mission for Hulk. Yeah, season pass. Uh, and then like, so, so, like you get like a per- like you get more lore on hulk and something like that and make it like a like and then in between those like little mini episodes after you beat the main campaign it leads into like the next big season of like a like a season of content or stuff like that so that's what i would do um like so that way if you want to have people coming back you can still have seasonal content without having it to be a grind like let me let me let do let do that it didn't have to be this way it didn't have to be this way and then also like let us go and here's another thing let us go to actual places in the Marvel fucking universe. Like, I'm sorry, New York. It's a boring city. I get it. It's great. The desert, boring. The 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 the, the suburb, boring. Let me go to Asgard. Let me go to um like iconic places in the Marvel universe. Let We're about me to get to, Wakanda. Yeah. N- now, now. It took a year to get there. And the game came out that wasn't there. Let me go to those and the, the future wasteland is really cool too. Like, There's like century bought parts all over the place and that kind of not thing. Not up there at launch though. All you had was boring forest, boring desert, yeah. boring aim facility. That's all you had. Aim facility will keep because okay, that's a high tech security thing that can stay. But God, the it's called the Marvel Universe. I understand you want to keep it Earth based, but like 
Have me go to Doctor Strange's Sanctum Centaurum. Have me go to the Baxter building. Even, hey, you can just say the Fantastic Four are not here right now because they're exploring shit. Have me go to Westchester County to see the X-Men. Or, like, and they're just cameos and you're just going to tease it for later I on. I want to go to like, Latveria have, and see how Doctor yeah, Doom handles it. Exactly. Let me go have to Have more than two villains. Let me go to Latveria. Let, let, let me actually be a part of the Marvel Universe. Say what you want to will about Ultimate Alliance 3, but you actually got to go to iconic locations in that game versus Ultimate uh, Avengers, which is pretty much Helicarrier, Ant Hill, Forest. Like, come yeah. on, guys. Come on. You're playing with some of the greatest toys ever made, and you just want to give us the most boring B plus experience ever? Jesus fucking Christ. So that's how I would that's how I would fix Avengers. Single player content. Allow you to customize your character in the craziest ways possible. Where like different gauntlets for Iron Man, stuff like that. Different chess pieces. You can put and they actually look different versus having to spend like eight, nine bucks, however it is, to get it. Um in instead of having like free characters, just expand on what the roster is initially and then tease more characters if you want to go that way. Like or, you know, fucking just launch with more characters. Like, delay the game and put in as many characters as you can at launch. Versus the small amount of characters you already have. And don't fucking put in two fucking archers on your first fucking DLC pass. Really, guys? That's what... Okay. Um, <laughs> they play pretty different. There's still two... It's like, okay, fine. When I want to play Avengers, I want to play Hawkeye. I want to play as two archers. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. We got a, we got a whole catalog. We got a whole just catalog saying. over here. Whole just catalog defending them. Choose from. Not saying choose it was from. a good good idea, right? But I, I'm saying them... it's not a good idea. We got a whole catalog of cool Marvel heroes that we could bring in. Could you you want to go with the two purple Hawkeyes? You want to go? With, oh, we're doing this. We're going there. I'm gonna pick okay. Up gonna go maybe put them together. Make put put them in the same. Nope. Like just do one content pack with both of them. Nope. No, three three months apart. Say, okay, cool. So that's how I would fix Avengers. Here's the thing. Everything you said is correct. I still like the game, so I wouldn't have picked it as my choice, but you nailed it. I hated it, man. The best part of that game is the final part when you're actually working as the Avengers. It's the best part. I liked it most when you're just Kamala in the beginning and it's a single no, player story. I paid to play the, like, uh, Kamala's cool. I love Kamala. She plays fine. I played this game to play as the Avengers team. That that whole last mission when you're taking on the AIM facility and you have I mean, yeah, Captain fine. America giving your, like, okay, Stark and Banner, you go this way. You got them directions and then you're switching between sections. That's the best part of the game. Like, you shouldn't do that every single time because they've gotten old. But more of them playing as a team should have been it. Yeah, That's sure. another thing I would do. Not this rebuilding shit. Not this fucking... Re- the Avengers need to come back together again. Lord knows I've read that storyline too many fucking times. Have them just be a team. Just be a team and, and and all of a sudden shit went bad one day. And we gotta be the Avengers and we gotta go do shit. None of this There's re- no character arcs then. Fuck character arcs. It's a video game. Just let me <laughs> be the Avengers. The cool, the the, right, the, the the cool story is finding what the bigger mystery is. Why were we attacked in the first place? And you have character development along. Have fucking call Captain America. Have Iron Man call Captain America a bitch along the way. I don't fucking know. But there's no reason to have them break up. Like it's so. I'm sorry, it's so stupid. And not having me play as the best, one of the coolest characters near the end of the game. You're gonna save Steve for that long. Screw you. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. Fuck that game so what? hard. 
What worked about the first Avengers movie, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame is that they were separated and had to come back together at some point. It's a movie! It's not, I want to play as them! It's not the same, dog! I'm just saying, you can't have them together the whole time because that's just constant climax. It's a video game! You know how I know that works? Because Ultimate Alliance 3 is fucking fun to play and you can just play as the Avengers right out of the box. You bring the team together in that game! They're already together! You're assembling the team throughout the course of that game. Then you, because you have to, you already have to have sections of the team. Are you're just getting more people? You're not starting as one character and then bit by bit going and picking up people. I don't, I don't like. I, I character fine is fine, but like it's, it's just like it's such a try. Like we had already seen that in the movies, so why would I want to see that in the game again? Like I just saw this months ago. <laughs> I'm just saying the story has to be able to go somewhere. That's all. It's yeah, you you cheese a bigger threat. It's a comic book. It doesn't like like it's a it's a video game. Like it doesn't have like it doesn't have to be that deep. Like you can you have can it be that deep? Sure, absolutely. Does it have to be? No. Just have some have them talk to each other. Have them have them say cool quips to each other. Tease a bigger villain. That's all you need for a fucking video game for the Avengers. For your first outing? Yes. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Make it a what about fun people that video don't know these game. characters and need to be introduced to them? Make, make we already know them. Everybody knows who these characters are by now. It's been it's been a it's been a decade of Marvel dominance at the cinemas. Anybody who doesn't know the Avengers, you by now you're either living under a rock or you just don't care anymore, and that's perfectly fine. But everybody knows the Avengers. You don't need to reintroduce anybody to anything at this point. The only one you need to introduce was Kamala Khan, and they did that well enough. That first yeah. stage. Where it's exploring Avengers, uh, the the jet, perfectly fine. Keep that. Let her let her be the tutorial shit. Whatever, fine. Don't split the team up again. Stop that. Stop it. It's dumb. I hate it. That's how it fixes Avengers. There you go. I hate that game. I hate it so much. Yeah, and everything you describe okay. would definitely make me come back to playing that game. Lord knows I I'm not saying that first part. Okay. Let's get the fuck out of here. That 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 took me that took a lot of me. Justin! Plug your stuff, please. You, uh you can find me playing Avengers War for Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you can find me if you look for Zero's Core. We're not Twitter streaming RE6 or... people. He's gonna be streaming War for Wakanda <laughs> uh, after all. No, we'll probably start RE6 like this week and that's like still two or three weeks out so it's fine um no i've got to play it with a friend of mine um and we usually do that like weekends but anyway yeah find me zero score twitter youtube twitch uh me and ben are hopefully finishing up resident evil 5 this week fuck those books. like we're at the end it's just brutal and then we're gonna fight immediately switch over to re6 um i think i have it downloaded i'll check after this i don't uh like like same night you actually uninstalled it it, th- it takes me like five minutes to download it calm down but you already had it takes me five minutes to download it not gonna take long five so minutes. so in in avengers terms you disassembled the team, and now you have to put them back I together. I installed a program, <laughs> motherfucker. It took me five minutes to install that eight, that that thirteen gigabyte game. Yes, mm-hmm. it won't take me long to install it. 
I might just uninstall it just to be just to fuck up the stream. Let's see how that goes. Just saying, you seem to be fine with that that come and go option now. With what? Hey, Tyler. Avengers? <laughs> what? How does that really? I don't. I don't. I don't Tyler, get it. plug your crap. <laughs> okay. Fuck Avengers. Uh, you- you can you can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTie, where I post nothing but Avengers news. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Uh, but, <laughs> you can check, but you can ch- pin, check the pinned tweet uh, to take you to my YouTube channel, where I do Tie Your Shoes reviews, where I review all-ass fighting games, mostly 3D ones, but, you know, that's just my preference. And that's it for me. Send whatever Ben tells you of his stuff, uh, send him Avengers memes. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll block it. you. I'll, I'll just mute you on Twitter. You won't ever know. You can find me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy where I don't actually talk about the Avengers on my Twitter account um, unless it's like the MCU related. Uh, I stream four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy2814 uh, which is Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday all at 6pm Central Time and then for the foreseeable future I guess I'm streaming Thursdays at 7pm Central Center Time uh, with RE5 and RE6. Uh, probably go back to three nights once that kerfuffle is all finished. And of course, you can go uh, go to Charger.com for all Charger content, including Cinema Shot, Atomic Shot, Atomic Shot. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's done. I don't have to plug it. After I gotta next week. still put the final episode out. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to plug it after after next week. Um, uh, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, be so, I'll charge, 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 for all our content. And of course, remember we have, you can also find my video review of war for Wakanda in a few weeks. Yeah, you will. And looking forward yeah, to that. You, you, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do it. Totally can. <laughs> totally can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy the hell out of it, man. Um, cause you don't even have access to the YouTube channel. So no, that's fine. I can't deny that. It, if it means views is all that matters. Um, True. Okay. And uh, thank you all for watching. And, of course, you can catch us live if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can catch us live every Monday at roughly 7 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash zero score. Um, we usually, so, yeah, there, there's that. We will see you all next week for another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. Until next time, guys, stay charged. Bye-bye. And assembled.